0: They got this far and they couldn't pass the next intelligence test. Logically,
1: it must be worth it. Play the contest again.
0: Five. Throughout this game, you have spent a great deal of trouble in trying
2: to break my concentration, and it's very unlikely
1: that you will succeed now. You'll need to be angry if you kill me! I'm a genius.
3: Welcome to the Doctor Who podcast quiz. In this week's quiz, Smackdown, we have three contenders. Ian, hello. Good morning. Leeson, hello.
0: Hello, I'm, I'm pleased that uh, I'm being uh, classed as a contender. I think it's being a bit
2: overgenerous. And Trevor, the reigning champion, hello. Hello, it's Trevor. Would you like to know my... Um... New secret weapon for winning the quizzes. <laughs> you don't need to change your weapon at the moment. You're on a bit of a roll. Well, I, I always try and mix it up a bit, you know, try and f- figure out new strategies, new angles to try and attack these quizzes because I think that's what's getting me to the top. OK, so
3: if, if you'd like then to share your winning strategy with your two opponents before the quiz starts, then feel
2: free. All right, well, we're doing a quiz, right? Yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I watched the Celestial Toymaker the other night.
1: Because has got a quiz
2: in it. <laughs> the whole thing's about a quiz. Brilliant, huh? Okay, Trevor, that
3: sounds like a reasonably new uh, and innovative strategy, but uh, have a guess about how many questions there are concerning the Celestial toy maker coming up in the next half an hour or so.
2: Uh, Would it be less than one? It would. Congratulations. That's the first question (laughs) you've got right.
3: Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a roll. Okay, Trevor, as reigning champion, you get to choose. It's the same format as usual. got 15 questions. You pick them off one at a time, and there's five rounds of three questions each. The lowest scoring opponent has a chance to pick up on any questions that you drop. So, Trevor, you have a full house to choose from. One to 15. Number eight, please, sir.
2: My favourite number. Eight. My lucky number.
3: Okay, I, I think you stand a chance of getting this, yes. Okay. What New Who story saw a montage of all the previous Doctors for the first time?
2: That would be the next Doctor. It would indeed. Congratulations, Trev, that's one point. Finally bringing Paul McGann into canon, into official, real, verifiable, arguable canon. It was fantastic.
3: Yeah, I think it was the first time that there was any kind of story acknowledgement that the Eighth Doctor had even existed. Uh, but, yeah, I think fans were punching the air at that point. I remember seeing it myself, actually. It was a very memorable moment. Um, but we've had... But it- do you remember
2: back to, uh, I think it's Family of Blood, where the Doctor's looking through that notebook? You you kind of see a glimpse of, like, yes. a, a, a yes. curly-headed guy at the bottom that looks like McGann. Mm. Mm. And people are thinking, oh, I wonder whether that's supposed to be McGann or not.
3: Yes, I remember. I remember. But uh, I, I think it was always clear in Russell T. Davis' mind that the Eighth Doctor was canon. There was never any doubt in his mind, at least. And I think, to be fair, in most fans, either. But, but anyway, let's, let's move on. Uh, Ian, you're next. What question would you like? I will take a Davison 5, clip. Okay, question number 5, Ian. I like this question. <laughs> oh dear, what have I done? In which story is the following line mentioned by the Doctor?
1: Polly, put the kettle on. Uh, um, so this is going to be an early one, which I don't really know these very well. Uh, uh, Polly, I'll so, give you a clue. Oh, it's a story that
3: features Polly. Oh, well, ah, <laughs> oh, thank, thank pick you. Me, that that, that, that me. does help uh, me.
1: R- narrow it down a bit. I don't know that era very well, so it's it's going to be uh, probably early trout, and I'll I'll say um, power of the Daleks. That's not the correct answer. Leeson,
3: you have an opportunity to to jump in here and tear the point away from Trevor, by the same Uh, thing. uh,
0: Polly put the kettle on. I don't remember it, so it must be one that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, um, No. I can't even think of a snap in the dark. Um, No, no.
3: Okay, Trevor, do you know what story the Doctor says Polly put the kettle on?
2: I'm sure I'm certain it's the moon base because Polly spends the entire four episodes doing nothing oh, course, but yes. make coffee for the moon base inhabitants. It's got to be the moon base.
3: It makes a lot of sense, and I remember the scene that you're talking about, but it's not right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's
3: the smugglers. Uh, the doctor says to Polly, put the kettle on in the smugglers. So uh, I'm afraid not. There, despite the fact there is discussion and debates about, I think, making coffee. <laughs> it's, a yeah. it's a key plot point. It's a key plot point in that one. That's I how the cyber- can't remember it well enough to say whether it was a, a, a key moment or not. It's, 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 but, how the, uh, it's
1: how the Cybermen are getting the poison into the crew members is via the sugar mm. in their coffee. Yes.
3: Oh. Now if only yes. I'd have questions about the moon base,
0: eh Ian? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: but there you go. Leeson,
0: which question Hello. would you like? I will go for question thirteen, please.
3: Question number thirteen. How many stories has Ingrid Pitt appeared in?
0: Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, Oh.
3: Oh. pick eight. So I'm just looking for a number here. Three. Three is not the right answer. So at the moment, Trev has one point and Ian has none. So Ian, it goes to you. How many stories has Ingrid Pitt appeared in?
1: Uh, she was in Warriors from the Deep, wasn't she? At the She karate she karateed the Mirka, didn't she? Are you asking
3: me or are you telling me? Uh, I think she did. Um, I'm going to just say one. One is not the correct answer. So, Trevor,
2: it falls to you again. How many stories has Ingrid Pitt appeared in? I can only think of one story, but my answer's going to be two, because I know she appeared in Warriors of the Deep. She karate-chopped the Merka with uh, fatal consequences, but I can't think of the other story she's in. Uh, So, so my answer will be two, and two gets you the point.
3: Uh, She was also Queen Galia in the Time Monster, (laughs) back with John Hurt, really? Goodness gracious me! uh, And Roger Delgado. So, at the end of round one, Trevor, you have two points. Ian and Leeson, you're tied on zero. (laughs) This isn't looking good, (laughs) Trevor. And it's your question, the first question in round two. So, a question, please, between one and fifteen, not including five, eight, and thirteen.
2: Well, since it's round two, let's go for question two.
3: Question two. In what story does the doctor
2: order steak and chips in a restaurant, but not eat it? Oh, it's an Eccleston story, I know that. Because they're wandering down the street, and doesn't Rose offer him chips or something like that?
3: No, it's in a restaurant. In what story does the doctor order steak and chips in a restaurant, but doesn't eat it?
2: Okay, well, if it's in a restaurant, then I'll go for... Uh, Boomtown oh, Boomtown is
3: correct, well done that's, <coughs> that's almost 100% for you It is 100% for you Trevor For your own questions And you've got one besides as well Ian, question yeah. number from you please
1: I will take a Baker 4 Number 4 <laughs>
3: Right, now I haven't actually Written a question down for this Because I couldn't get the wording right But I, I will get the meaning across quite well um, there is there an, oh, an actress in the history of Doctor Who and she, she plays a companion and she provided farmyard animal noises for sound effects in one story and it was kept in and used. Which actress provided these farmyard animal noises?
0: <laughs>
1: oh, goodness gracious me. Uh, oh. um, uh, I'm trying, trying to think whether there's farmyard animal noises in Who. Um, I, I said that it is a companion.
3: And uh, it's an actress. I'm, so. I'm going to
1: take a complete punt on this. That there was the cow outside the TARDIS in the beginning of the invasion. So, Zoe, <laughs> when Wendy Padbury is it? I would
3: have loved Wendy Padbury to have made cow noises. I really would, but I'm afraid it's not right. <laughs> that would uh, be my choice too, Ian. Obviously, yeah. when you're up against Trevor, you're going to get first stab at the moment. So. Yeah. Uh, same question to you.
0: Well, the only person, the only female companion I could imagine doing that would be would be Joe Joe Grant.
3: Uh, I need to push
0: you for an answer
3: for the real name.
0: Yeah, as an actress,
3: <laughs> it's the name of the actress I'm, I'm looking.
0: Um, Katie
3: Manning. It is Katie Manning. Well done. <clears throat> and yes. Don't suppose you happen to know which story it was, do you?
2: Um. Oh. Uh,
1: the Green Death. No. Anyone else? That's what I would have said.
2: Are, are there any stories which feature barnyard animals?
1: Yes. Well, obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we know of well, two, I mean, at least. might have provided them for the heck of it. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. How, how about... Oh, no, it wouldn't be that. So maybe let's try merely because there was a farmer type guy in the three doctors. Let's go for the three doctors. No, it
3: wasn't the three doctors either. It was Carnival no? of Monsters and if you remember there were chickens on Ooh. board. Mm. Uh, the um the vessel, the cargo Ooh, vessel they okay. materialized on and the noises the noises were made by Katie Manning because the chickens wouldn't make chicken noises at the right times. So Katie Manning decided to do it instead and they they, they were so good. Typical left them Katie in. Manning. Mm. Typical Katie Manning. <laughs> in in, in retrospect it's that. very <laughs>
1: obvious, yes.
3: It is, yes. Um, But well done, well done, uh, Leeson, for picking up a point now. And it's now your question as well, the last question for round two.
0: I will go for 15, please. Question
3: number 15... (laughs) <laughs> oh, that Okay, laugh. there's a couple of these kind of questions in there this time. Uh, I didn't put too many in, but I do quite enjoy these. Is it a list? I'm, yes, it is. Oh, I'm looking dear. for three occasions when pre-credit sequences were used in the classic series.
2: Oh, yes. Good question. And I will
3: we'll go as far as to say there are at least four. So I'm only looking for three. You're only looking
0: for three and there are at least four. Yes. Um, there was one in Remembrance of the Daleks. That's a definitive. Uh, there was one. Oh, so I've come on stuck at this point. Hmm. Was there one in two doctors? Are you asking or are you telling? Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Oh, only one more, right? Is
1: that... uh, You've given me two,
3: yes, but one of them's wrong. Oh. So I, I could put you ah. out your misery if you like. Oh, and, oh yeah yeah, put, put me. <laughs> out. I just put passed out it then. directly to Ian.
1: <laughs> oh fantastic! This is where my knowledge of who from Target Books really. Le- leads me unstuck <laughs> so remembrance of the daleks is definite and then i i think the five doctors uh, Pass it to me. Um, uh, trevor's just waiting oh. there to
3: grab the point from you it's, it's something it's Come i on. think it's
1: something obscure from the early years uh i'll say the daleks
2: <laughs> no it's not the daleks trevor all yours oh well remembrance of the daleks of course yes Uh, The Five Doctors, of course, with the good old Billy Hartnell. Mm -hmm. And let's go for, although it's not the last one, but let's go for the 96 telly movie. (laughs) Yes, that qualifies. Well done, Trevor. You've got your (laughs) (laughs) second stolen point. Other examples would be uh, Inferno.
3: That has a pre-credit sequence of lava. Oh, I wasn't counting that because that's not really a pre-credit sequence.
2: Hmm. Why isn't it? Because it it's the same. The it's the
3: same introduction. You could argue that's just an extended introduction of the theme or that particular episode or stories.
1: Um, but
3: it takes place before the credits. It doesn't take place before the credits. The credits go first,
1: and lava then you have credits lava. show. You don't need no. to. You don't need to nitpick a question you've already got right. Yeah, you, you've, got, you've got the point. <laughs> Trevor's <laughs> been making a habit of doing this. There are some other proper
3: examples of uh, pre-credit sequences. Um, and in fact, there's only one other one, and that's Time and Narani, yes. where we see oh, the Doctor uh, oh, regenerate. Yeah. But, uh, but you're quite right; you've have got all three others. Sent to
2: my spaceship. Mm-hmm. Yes. there
3: may well be some others as well that uh, I can't remember. Uh, but those are like the four Inferno. that I come up with. <laughs> At the end of round two, Leeson, <laughs> you have one point. Ian, good on you, Leeson. You have no <laughs> points, mm. and Trevor, you have four points. Ooh, this isn't looking. Trevor, it's your question. Round three. Which number? Do you need a reminder of the numbers that are available? Uh, I'll go for question one. Question number one. Eric Sayward left the show partway into season 23 after Mind Warp. Who took on the role of story editor uncredited for the rest of season 23? Oh, that's an interesting mm-hmm.
2: question. There you go. So who took on the, un- the the uncredited role of script editor? Yes. When Eric Sayward left,
3: uh, he, the last story he story edited or was credited on was part four of Mind Warp, or episode eight of Trial of the Time Lord. That's from part nine onwards. But wasn't
2: Eric Saywood also involved with all the problems with Ultimate Foe and stuff all like the that? All the
3: commissioning, yes, but not the actual story editing. The, la- the last chronological story Eric Saywood edited... Are you sure? Yes.
2: Are you definitely sure?
3: The fact that you don't know the answer doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the question, Trevor.
2: (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, it it was my understanding that when Robert Holmes died, uh, Pip and Jane Baker had to jump in. and and, That's right, and And that was taken care of at the
3: outset. That was all to do with the commissioning side of it, no, not the actual story editing. By the time those scripts
2: were delivered, it was so late in the day, Sayward had gone. Okay, well, if Sayward left rather quickly, because there was a bit of bad blood between... uh, Saywood and JNT, so I'm going to have to say probably JNT would have had to jump in at very short notice to script edit uh, the end of that season because it was quite a chaotic season. Trevor?
3: Yes? You are correct. It was John Nathan-Turner. Well done. Oh, I knew wow. that. Wow! Was...
2: That was a guess. <laughs> it, that it's was a process guess. of
3: elimination, and it was a piece of information I only stumbled on fairly recently. But, of course, most people remember or can almost come up with... Um, you know, a list of story editors or script editors, and of course after Eric Saber came Andrew Cartmell, but no, he left mid-season, and he left with a whole number of scripts that hadn't had any editing done on them at all, which is presumably why, you know, Vervoids, although it's a lot of fun to watch, doesn't make complete sense, uh, not until the very end of episode four where you can retcon some stuff. But, uh, mm. but congratulations, so- Trevor, well done. That's your fifth point. Ian, your chance to get off the mark. I would have known that one too.
1: <laughs> uh, let's fill in the gap out of a three
3: please Number three What kind of dinosaur Did the Doctor and Joe see In Carnival of Monsters This is not a drashig This is the sea monster That, uh, that came out, <laughs> of the, um, out of the sea It was a plesiosaur Yes it was a plesiosaurus So I'm, I'm quite happy to accept that Yay! Congratulations Ian you've got your mark uh, Leeson your chance to double your score To two points Um, Which question would you like? I'll go for 11 please James Number 11, okay What is the name of Pete and Jackie Tyler's son Mentioned in Journey's End?
2: Oh, go away Um Nope, it wasn't Erm Um It wasn't go away by any chance either (laughs) (laughs) It was, well done Bonus point (laughs) (laughs) Oh uh, well I had a dog called go away once (laughs) Used to confuse you. Say, come here, go away. Come here, go away. So just as well, Trevor's got
3: his different persona in the quizzes to fill in the gaps, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> come on, listen. I must push you for an answer. I don't know. Is it, is it Mickey? No, it's not Mickey. Ian, your chance. Your, your chance for a bonus point here.
1: I didn't even remember they had a son. Um, <laughs> Jack.
3: Nope, Trevor. It's back to you. No idea whatsoever. Uh, to a out just for the second time. It's Tony. If you remember, there's a little bit of an exchange where I think Jackie says, actually, we named our son Doctor. And he went, what, really? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, you donut, Tony, or something along mm. those lines. Tony Tyler? Tony Tyler, <laughs> yeah. That sounds
2: like a bad Spider-Man villain.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that takes us to the end of round three, and the scores remain the
2: same. Trevor
3: is on five, Ian's on one, and Leeson is on one.
2: Is this question a chance for me to double my score? Sadly not, No. Oh kinda <laughs> kinda of, kind of takes the edge off it really. Have, um what what questions have we got left, Quizmaster? You have six, seven,
3: nine, ten, twelve or fourteen. Let's go for a David Tennant. Tennant a number ten. For Trevor. Name all three stories to feature Christopher Benjamin. Three? Three.
2: I didn't know he was in more than one. Yeah.
3: Um okay, maybe a chance for your
2: opponents here potentially. Well, let's 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 go for Talon to Wen Chiang, Of course, that's that's the easy one out out of the gate. Ah, um, oh, then he would be in the two doctors. No, nope. uh, I'll stop you would...
3: there. I'll stop you there. The two doctors
2: is not right
3: now. Ian and Leeson, you are you are um, in joint last place. Sorry, joint second place uh, on one point. And so I'm going to offer this one to
1: Ian. Oh, great. Um, I, I was hoping to have another answer given to me by Leeson. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is the guy who played um, the the bad guy in Talons of Wang Shaang, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'll uh, take no, your no, word no. for it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I barely remember. I don't remember the name at all. Um, um, the Three Doctors... Um, I'll put you at your yeah, well yeah. misery. Also, no, that's not Are right. You're just
2: choosing random stories. I I, I chose
1: a completely random story there. Yes, I I, I thought Omega. Oh, don't know what his face looked like. Maybe that's <laughs> all I do with my answers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and here's your opportunity to do precisely <laughs> that, Leeson. We're looking we're looking for three stories that feature Christopher Benjamin.
0: Funnily enough, I don't have to do that with this one because it's it's there in my him uh, He's in Inferno. Oh, I figured out the
2: second one. He's in Inferno.
0: Uh... Uh, he's in Talons yeah. Wen Chiang and he's in Unicorn of the Wasp.
3: Absolutely spot oh, on. Well done, Leeson. Um, can you name all, well Can you name the names of the characters in each of those stories?
0: Oh, I don't know whether I can. Um, <laughs> Nor can I. He, don't w- worry. He was he was a colonel uh, or or a major or something in uh, Unicorn of the Wasp. He was Henry Gordon Jago, obviously. In yes. uh, in Talons, what was he? He was some kind of official body. He was a government. a some bureaucrat sometimes. in Inferno, right. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: some 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 guy from Whitehall or something. There were well, like so the many characters uh,
3: during that particular era where you had a pompous, usually corrupt government official, and uh, Christopher Benjamin <laughs> was uh, was one of the first, really, so cool. in season seven. But yes, they were. That's the first question, Trevor, I fired at you that you've got wrong or, or you've not been able yeah. to answer. So there you go, Ian. Your choice. I'll take a six. Please. Number six. What was Donna's fiance's name in *The Runaway Bride*? And I'm just looking for a Christian name here.
1: Oh, I haven't seen this for ages. Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd have all remembered yes. it
3: had that been the case. Okay, Lisa, and you have an opportunity here. What was Donna's fiance's name in *The Runaway Bride*? Oh,
0: um, I don't know. Is it? Was it a boring name? Um, like leeson like leeson yeah i don't think that's that's not the answer i'm gonna give jeff
3: it wasn't (laughs) jeff either no (laughs) now
2: trevor this is yes sorry i'm losing track here trevor you have an opportunity here to gain yet another point Mm, i'm going to take a guess it's going to be a rather long name but but my guess is going to be absolutely no idea it's, is that his name? Yes, it is. Congratulations. No, it, it's not.
3: <gasps> it's Lance.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. I remember now remember. And
3: it was played by a chap whose name uh, again escapes me because I haven't done haven't done enough research on this. Uh, but he was Clyde's dad, I believe, in Sarah Jane Adventures as well. It was the same actor, and he also had a long-standing role in EastEnders. I seem to remember. So he was quite a prominent actor, but uh, clearly not that memorable a character. <laughs> <laughs> OK, the last question in round four. Lisa, the number, please. Uh 12, please. Question number 12. In what story do we see the Doctor first wear a fez? Uh
0: is it... Oh, I'm torn now, torn now. Uh, is it Silver Nemesis?
3: It is Silver Nemesis. Congratulations, Lisa, and that takes you up to three points. And at excellent. the end of round four, we have Trevor on five points, Ian on one point, and Leeson on three points. So, Leeson, you can still catch Trevor here if you answer oh, all the questions in round five. So, I'm oh. looking for Trevor to get his next selection wrong. Uh, Trevor, what's your uh, what's your final choice? What have we got left? We have seven, nine, and fourteen. Let's go for nine. Number nine. In which two episodes do we see Amy Pond eating fish fingers and custard? <laughs> Go away. <laughs> you, you said that to all of your questions <laughs> to start with, and then normally come back with a correct
2: answer. <laughs> uh, eating fish fingers and custard. Yes, two episodes. It... <sighs> Leeson, can
3: you fill in the, the void, please, with a witty ditty that you can just improvise?
2: Because the doctor was eating them in their first meeting. Uh I'm going to say I, I have absolutely no idea because my memory is probably cheating and I think only the doctor ate fish fingers and custard in their first story but as for when the second one was no idea. So you're going to pass on this one
3: or are you you going to take pass. a guess?
2: Yes, yes, definitely. No, I'm I'm going to pass. Okay, Ian as the lowest-scoring
3: opponent of Trevor's. At the moment, you have an opportunity to answer this question. In which two episodes do we see Amy Pond eating fish fingers and custard?
1: I'm pretty sure I know the second one, but uh, I, the first one, I think... Is, it is the eleventh air. She did try one in the eleventh era, didn't she?
3: She did, did she? I'm not answering until I've had a complete answer from okay. you. Okay, and the other one is <laughs> the
1: power of three.
3: So what is your, uh, what is your answer?
1: Uh, the eleventh air and the power of three. And you are correct. Congratulations.
2: Oh. Damn you, so she Ian. Did she sample it when the doctor was going bonkers there in the kitchen? Yes. <laughs> she did, yes. Oh, and um, okay. there you go. Leeson, would you have got that one? I would have done, yes.
1: Oh, uh... That's
3: a shame. That's a shame. Anyway, Ian, your question proper this time. Which, so uh, which of the two remaining would you or like? I've got
1: 14, haven't I?
3: Seven or fourteen? Let me have a look to see if one of these is a stinker. Hang on a minute. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh!
3: I've forgotten about that one. Okay, Ian, you choose.
1: <laughs> oh, wonderful! Um, fourteen. Number
3: fourteen. Are you... Yeah, you're gonna have this one. Lovely. Right, it's a two-part question, uh, and I need bo- <laughs> I need both stories once again. And I need the two stories, one in the classic era, one in the new era, where the TARDIS translation circuits are explained.
1: Oh, um, in the new era, the end of the world, because the Doctor tells Rose and then she gets all freaked out about the TARDIS being in her brain. Um, in the old series, um, presumably when some new companion came on board and was confused about it... Uh,
3: Leeson I think we need your um, musical interlude oh, again
0: dear. there
1: must have been one fairly early on so I'll say the Daleks
3: that's not correct I'm uh. afraid Leeson you have an opportunity here
0: to score your fourth point um, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, new series. Yeah, I'll go with End of the World. Um, I will just say
3: that there's no pressure here. If you get this one correct and you get your own question correct, you'll be tying with a certain Mister mm. Gench
0: Yeah, mm. that would be that be good, would not so it? No pressure. Um, yeah. Um. And classic series. I'm wondering how how early it was explained. It must have they must have uh, explained it quite early on. Um. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, so It would have been Alien Planet-based. Pass
2: it to me. Uh, Come on, not it. just yet. Stop delaying the inevitable.
0: I haven't heard the interlude music yet. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I can't get it out <laughs> <at> my <me> head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a feeling Trevor will know this as well. Yes, which leads me to believe it will be something in 5's era. uh Come
3: along, I'm going to have to push
0: you. Oh, no. so I'm going End of the World, and I'm going to go uh, Terror of the Vervoids.
3: Oh, sadly, that's not the correct answer. Trevor, I think you're going
2: to run away with it here. What's, what's the answer, please? The... The tragedy of this is, I had no idea what the new series uh, <laughs> episode was, but I know what the old series one is. Brilliant! So I'll add to Ian's end of the world and give you Mask of Mandragora. And
3: you're absolutely <sighs> correct. Yes, and it wasn't an alien planet. It wasn't a new companion. It was. Um, it was when they touched down. I think it was in went to Italy. Italy Sarah wasn't was trying it?
2: to uh, understand why she understood Italian. That's right.
3: That's right. And I think it's, it's a very very brief line, and it's not as detailed as the conversation Rose and the Ninth Doctor have in. End of the world, but it's a case of saying, "Oh, it's a Tardis trick," or that's something like that, isn't it? That sort of Fourth mm, Doctor comes mm, out with. Mm. Well, yeah, pretty much. Okay, um, pretty academic. But listen, um, your last, uh, your last <laughs> question here. Now, what one of it left? Let's have a look at my list. It's not, it? it's,
1: it's not academic because if I robbed this from Leeson, I'd be tied with him.
3: Ah, oh, okay. So it's it's still it's still highly exciting then. Um, I, I, <laughs> I I will I will stake a bet here because it's the only kind of gambling I've been able to do this episode. I think Trevor will know this as well. Oh, oh, that's good. Okay, the final question of DWP Quiz Fourteen: In which episode of Talents of Wing Chiang* do Jago and Lightfoot first meet?
0: Episode.
3: So, just just before before, Mm. um, um, you give us the answer here, I'm I'm talking about the first time they are on screen Mm. together and they talk to each other.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before, I'm sure we have, and we
1: are all surprised. Mm. It's episode four.
3: It's not episode four. So, Ian, it goes to you.
1: Now, I'm pretty sure it's the last but one, but my mind suddenly can't remember if this is a four or a six-parter. I'm going to say a six-parter and it's episode five.
3: And you would be correct. Yes! (laughs) Yes. And that's your your third point. Snatch not
1: defeat from the jaws of defeat. (laughs) (laughs) At the end
3: of the 14th quiz, the final scores are Ian and Leeson have tied for second or last place with three points each and Trevor... You've beat them 100%. You've, you've got six points here. Wow. So congratulations no once again. No one could be more
2: flummoxed on your and perplexed than I am
3: at this moment. No, and it, it's got to change, and I think we'll have to bring Tom back in next time. But, uh, <laughs>
2: my, my, my
0: results are heading in the right direction. They're, 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 they although, are. Although they're still... Um, Bad. Um, they are, they are uh, consistently not as bad as they were in, in previous attempts. Well, so, for the
3: first four rounds, Ian made you look good, and then he, uh, he recovered towards the end. I, I, I so, managed to yeah, really,
1: really I managed to make, make the standard of being only as bad as Leeson. <laughs> okay. I am the I am the benchmark.
0: Good.
3: Well, there we are. Okay, benchmark, Trevor and Ian. It's been a pleasure being compare once again the first time in a long time since i've asked the questions here yes yes uh,
2: some fantastic questions in there Uh, uh, were they all of your own devising they they were on this occasion
3: yes uh, including the one that was cut because i got it wrong uh but we may as well have some fun with that one now um (laughs) here's here's a piece of audio that uh, we recorded earlier that was missing from the quiz 12 righty-ho chronologically Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I love words like that. What episode did Rose Tyler first meet the Doctor? Um, The End of Time Part 2. Correct. Well done. At the end of round four, we have Trevor on five points, Ian on one point, and Leeson on three. So it is conceivable here, Leeson, Uh, with a bit of help from the question master, you may be able to catch Trevor here. Really? (laughs) I don't, know, I don't
0: know what to do in this situation. You
3: need to get all
2: three questions. <laughs> in oh, this last oh, oh well. James, yes, ma'am. Just, just thinking about that last question. <laughs> did the doctor say he was the doctor?
3: Uh, probably not. No. No, but she still can. Him. Can
2: therefore, one be said to have met the doctor? Yes, absolutely. Yes. If one, of if course. if one is not told ah. the person you are meeting,
3: is ah, they had a conversation yes. to yeah. each Point other. Of order. other order. Each Point of order. Point of order. That's it's the not wrong the question you
1: asked. You asked. It's the wrong answer anyway. When did? It's the wrong answer anyway. The correct answer is Father's Day because he meets her as a baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can't count that either. <laughs>
1: right. He's right. Ian is absolutely spot
3: on. Ian is right.
2: No, he's not. A baby cannot meet the doctor. Rubbish, of course you can.
3: Meeting him. means just meeting. If I'd, if I'd met you in Gallifrey but we didn't exchange names, we'd still met. You're confusing meeting and introducing. And the problem is, Ian is correct uh, in yeah. using my phone, so I will replace that question. No,
2: meeting is, is knowing a <laughs> name. If I met you for the first time at Gallifrey, and you didn't tell me your name, you would just be that person. But, we're just but still, I met, that but person I met we're just in the Doctor Who podcast t-shirt. It's, it's not a meet. It's
3: It is. It's an introduction it's you're a, talking about. If you know each other's names, it's an introduction. Whereas meeting, you can meet anyone. You bang into someone on the street, and
1: you say, sorry, you still met that person. So I, I think I should just steal uh, this uh, point from Lisa, possi- because he he would have got it wrong. It would have gone to me, and I would have given the right answer.
2: <laughs>
3: well, I'm sorry. This is just, <laughs> this is
1: just, just <laughs> the nature of the quiz. I'm going to replace the
3: question, so I shall, at least, and I'm going to ask you another question. I'm afraid. Okay. I do apologise. You go back to two points.
0: Smug mode disengaged. Yeah, fair
3: enough. Well, you never know. I think you'll probably get this one as well. Um, what was what was the question number was that? That was number uh, eleven. This is my only spare question I've got here. Okay. Question number 11. Uh, no, it was 12, wasn't it? Sorry, yes, you're quite right. <laughs> I've marked it.
2: I still contend <laughs> a meeting is exchanging names.
3: I contend. I'm sorry. So what we need, I'm, listeners, I'm... from you, because this is so Doctor Who orientated, is is your idea, what's the definition of meet and what's the, what's the definition of introduce? <laughs> Feedback at the pocket feedback at the <laughs> Doctor Who podcast.com and I'm certain we'll get more feedback about that than we have about Doctor Who in the last few weeks <laughs> it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure overseeing this wonderful contest uh, we'll be back, oh, not quite sure, probably in another month or so um, with another quiz, possibly a live one at Gallifrey, you never know, fingers crossed Ooh. for that in the meantime we'll be back in a very few short days bye for now Bye. cheerio
0: Noun, a formally arranged gathering, a small informal social gathering, a casual or unexpected convergence, the social act of assembling for some common purpose, the act of joining together as one, a place where things merge or flow together. No mention of uh, of names there, Trev.